right, welcome back to Context, part number two. Um, we are here with Jessica Choi, who is a designer at Google. And um, yeah, thank you for tuning in for this really long two-hour podcast. And like I mentioned before, my apologies, we started a little late. Um, my inner clock is still like central time, so I'm still trying to like Maybe I'm just making excuses because we were out yesterday, yeah. partying it up. Um, but um, Jessica, I know that you're not originally from this part of the woods or this neck of the woods, right? Where are you originally from? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Like you were born and raised in Detroit? So I was born in Detroit. I grew up there for a little bit. My dad actually went to school in Detroit, the same school I went to, CCS. Mm. And um, once he finished that, we moved to the suburbs. Place called Rochester, Michigan. If anyone lives there, mm -hmm. and then I went back to Detroit to go to CCS. So you're from the Midwest, too? Yeah. All right, yeah, let's go. We need more Midwest yeah. uh, people here in the West Coast, so that there is a common. Yes. Um, but so you're a graduate of CCS, which is a very, very good prestigious design school, uh, industrial design and car design, and it's in the automotive like belt pretty much yeah, right yeah. um a lot of amazing alumni and faculty that have worked there um how did you like why ccs was did you apply to other schools or did you even know about design so actually originally i wasn't supposed to go to design school i hmm. um, I, I secretly applied to design schools but my parents really wanted me to go to like a normal university become like a lawyer or a doctor <laughs> and like make them proud finally because my father pursued <laughs> my father pursued the art um, mm -hmm. industry and i don't think it was that favorable for him so he wanted something better for me and so um, i was actually supposed to go to u of m michigan and oh no yeah i was the like Wolverines. ready i was and just <laughs> last minute I ann arbor yeah, Ann Arbor, in like August or something, when it was like really the last minute time to make a final decision, Jeez. I told them I'm going to art school. And they weren't very happy about that, um, but we negotiated on going to CCS. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to go to Parsons. I wanted to go to, you know, all the really mm -hmm. cool schools out there. But um, they mentioned that if I'm going to pursue this, it has to be something that's um, affordable and like in the area and because my dad went there CCS. yeah ccs <laughs> um, and it is like sadly kind of one of the more affordable, affordable private schools exactly for art that's fair um, yeah. specifically so yeah that's kind of how mm. i went in there i didn't go for necessarily design i really just wanted to pursue something creative mm -hmm. so i always thought i'd be some sort of artist a painter mm. you know um, i actually went to ccs for film first Wow. Yeah, and then I went into graphic design, then advertising, and then I found product design. So oh my it was God. a process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool because you wouldn't be able to do that at a like a U of M. You could, but I don't okay. think you'd have as many resources as you did at CCS. Gotcha. Wow, that's awesome. So speak up a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. We um, I forgot my extension. And uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but even before you went to CCS or even, like you, you weren't even thinking about product design. Product design is something that came out of when you were already at CCS. Yes, that's right. Actually, my dad um, recommended, he's like, you should check out product design. When, hmm. I, was in, um, when I was thinking of going to CCS because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I literally laughed at him. I was like, I don't understand products. Like, I don't even know. I don't understand how to like conceive an idea and like make it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, that doesn't work in my brain. Mm -hmm. I said it would never happen, but here I am somehow. So here you are now working for Google, one of the biggest <laughs> it's companies weird. in it's the so world. Trippy. Yeah. Did your dad, um, he went to CCS for what? Illustration. Okay. Is he a good illustrator? Yeah. He's super talented, like insane. We have these, um, like airbrush paintings that he did mm -hmm. in college that are hung up in our walls and they're just like the most exquisite pieces I've ever seen. Wow. That must be cool to have parents that you can like you can see their work. Yeah. It's definitely and, inspired me. Yeah. Growing up. But we don't really talk about design because we have very differing views on it. <laughs> uh like in a way that there's arguments? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
and I, I think it's kind of funny, you know. Interesting. That's but, really funny. Yeah. yeah. Just, real world <laughs> that's cool um so you graduated after you graduated ccs um like how did you make your way i'm trying to connect yeah from graduation to what happened to how you got to the bay area sure i love that story because so i found product design because i met some friends in the department mm-hmm. that um kind of took me in uh, while I was still in advertising, they're like, you know, you're really good at drawing. Why are you in advertising? Like, you should really utilize this skill. Yeah. And so I just wanted to really hang out with them. I even, like, met a boyfriend that was in product design. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. I'm just going to do this. So I, like, <laughs> went and I, like, changed my major and I started to pursue product design. And I actually ended up really falling in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, start, I worked really hard to kind of grasp the idea of design and um, and how to like conceive an idea and make it and i eventually got there and around junior year i got my first internship um i guess my second internship that was outside of michigan and that was at essential design in boston um shout out to boston and that was for a <laughs> summer and i believe after that internship uh, <laughs> after that internship I heard from Matter. Um, they reached out to me saying, hey, we're looking for an intern. Um, are you interested? And of course, well, I didn't really know that Silicon Valley existed at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, coming from the Midwest, like you don't really know what else is out there besides like working for a vacuum company or Whirlpool <laughs> or like, you know, Housewares, like Google made. Yeah. Refrigerators. Exactly. And so, so funny. when they reached out to me, it was like, this is so cool like i can do this kind of stuff like technology as a product designer you guys want me and my work this is insane so even though i was supposed to go back to school i just really wanted to finish college and get out of there but i had to take this opportunity so i went out to the bay area straight from boston so it was back-to-back internships like three months or six months so the one in boston was three four months Mm -hmm. and then matter was supposed to be three months Mm -hmm. But then I extended it to six months, and then I asked for a full-time position. So I never went back to school. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, for real? Yeah, I never went back. But <laughs> my parents were like, you need to have a fucking degree. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And so I didn't go back, but I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I, I mean, I have all the credits, most of the credits I need. I just have a few liberal art classes. And I'm still technically a junior at this time, but like mm-hmm. my credits reflect otherwise. I use my internships as credits and I asked them if I could finish remotely. And mm-hmm. so they allowed me to take this full-time position at Matter as like my credit. I did all my liberal art classes through community colleges and online. And so I finished on my own. Yeah, most people it's don't know It's the best that. story ever. It's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because I was like, I, I mean, I, I respect CCS so much. I love that sure. school. I learned so much, but... I realized the experience that I was getting outside of CCS was so much more valuable. Oh my god! I was like, mm-hmm. "This is this is it. This is what I have to do, and I'll do anything that it takes to do it." And so, oh, man, that's what I did. <laughs> and then I I was there for three years. Wow. For three months. It's supposed to be three months, and it yep. turned into three years. <laughs> that's your ambition is so like, it's awesome. Yeah, it's that's great. Yeah, man. That is. <laughs> You're gonna have a great TED talk one day when you're oh up God, there no. and you're like, "This <laughs> is what happened." So. I'm not good. Hell yeah, crowds. that is um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I've heard that. I like I've heard stories like that before, but no, it's like a leap of 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 like you know like a faith. You yeah, totally. You, you gotta like now almost negotiate with his school, you know, and then you have your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... yeah, they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> They're like, like already no, you're like it's everything we didn't want you to do. Yeah, they did not believe um, in me. But it just like you just you were in full control of your own, like you said, manifest destiny. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So then, uh, I know Matter. Matter is an awesome. I know they recently were acquired by. I might be saying this wrong or right. Fjord. 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 I knew I was gonna say it wrong, and it's. I'm so embarrassed. It's okay. Because. I'm meeting with them on Tuesday. <laughs> so I now hope, you know. I hope that whoever's working there is not watching this. Uh, everyday events, I hope, or everyday events, I hope he's like, where are you going, Paul? 
Oh my god. Um, yeah, I have a couple of days to practice that. Yeah, you do. Um, well, maybe I just won't even bring up the name. The George. Sit down, dude. Sit down. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick that up. Um, but matter, you interned there, you got full time there, and then you were like, "I'm here. I'm in the west. I'm in the west coast, and I'm in San Francisco." And then now what? So yeah, um, I honestly I loved it at Matter. Uh, I talked about it a lot with my coworkers. They were like, "I could be here forever," you know. It was mm-hmm. really great. It was like a little family. But once we got acquired, I just realized it was time to move on. Mm-hmm. Also, I just I wanted to experience something new and different. Um, and I eventually I know that eventually I want to move outside of this state, pursue something maybe even outside of ID. And so in order to get there, I I had to take some sort of leap or step and mm-hmm. i started looking around and um, uh, at the same time just it happened that google was looking for um, designers as well and so they reached out to me and i said sure i'll interview with you guys for practice because there's no way that mm-hmm. i'm going to land this and yeah um next thing i know i get hired and i'm at google and Honestly, at first, I didn't really want to go there because it was corporate. Mm-hmm. I was really afraid that I'm afraid of selling my soul to a corporation. Um, but once I talked to them and I, I really looked into what they were doing, um, I was really inspired by it mm-hmm. all. And I realized like this is kind of the realm of design I want to go into, which is like soft goods and mm-hmm. um, approaching industrial design in a completely different lens. You know, I think. Um, the reason why everything looks so different and fresh out of there is because everyone there really looks at products in a different way than maybe most agencies do, or even other um, corporations mm-hmm. or yeah, corporations like Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, not to I'm not bashing Microsoft, mm-hmm. you know. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but Google's huge. So, like, when you hired at Google, what does that mean? Because it's like it's like an empire. Yeah. Um. So. It really does feel like a little consultancy within Google. We are the hardware organization. That's what I work for. And within the hardware organization, there is the hardware industrial design team. And we have our own building. And you can watch videos on it. You can see the space. You can see the teams. And the hardware industrial design organization is made up of the mobile team, the immersive team, which is the team I'm on, uh, wearables team, and Nest team, which is home team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like CMF, uh, product realization. They do all sorts of things. Uh, there's Seed Studio, which helps with, I might butcher this, like creative direction or direction mm-hmm. for a lot of our like launches. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's really, that's our team. That's awesome. Is the Pixel team in there too? or That's the mobile team. So okay. they do like all the tablets, gotcha. laptops. Right. So, so then you, you interact with a lot of these teams a lot just because you're in the yeah. same building? We're in the same floor. So like you interact with like Linda. Oh yeah. Miguel, <laughs> Every day. Miguel Harry. Yeah. And I think that might be the extent of people that I know there. Yeah. But that's awesome. Like that's yeah. cool that, um, yeah, well, last time my team was here in March, Miguel kind of gave us a tour of Google, so that was really awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's really amazing that you're able to, like you said, like Google is a really big company, but it works like a small agency. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really, that's that's great for someone like yourself who's like, well, I don't want to go corporate because, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, when I graduated and I started to under corporate you know corporate consultancy the first thing is people would say like oh corporations work super slow and they're big and there's mm-hmm. politics and blah 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 and you know it's not exciting it doesn't it feels more like a really like a nine to five and yeah i started to, to think about all that stuff but um life is different over here yeah you know life is, is uh just from touring all these places the even like uh tim zarki who was here earlier gave us a tour of facebook and that they have an open studio policy and it's just different Mm -hmm. like as opposed to and i'm not trying to bash anyone but as opposed to other corporations you know let's say like a like a whirlpool or something like that like it's just a different format and a different culture um so that that must be really inspiring for you to work there yeah, absolutely. Um, just the way we do things, I think, is different compared to other corporations, and it makes a difference. I think also just 
there's a lot of um, women in leadership and design at Google too, which is very inspiring That's awesome. for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, it makes a huge impact, a huge difference on the work that we do. Yeah. And um, it really shows. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of industrial designers um, from in Chicago. Uh, they started the Women in Design in Chicago. And they were telling us, we, we, we had them on a podcast, and they were telling us that in our industry, it's really difficult women to be in the leadership positions um and it's difficult for up-and-coming women designers because you know usually as designers we look okay right now i'm a junior level designer and obviously like the idea is to move up and to grow and you're going to be mid-level and then senior but if you're like you know if you're a woman designer there's not many women who have achieved that so sometimes they they peak at like senior and they yeah. don't, they're confused or they're conflicted. Like what happens now? Exactly. Because there's no one else that has ever. Right. Um, and that's a really big problem. I know that's a really big problem in the Midwest. Yeah, no, I definitely, I hear that all the time as well. Like even now, sometimes like it's hard to find other women in design and that as a result, you don't really have a mentor to like look up to or like that can really relate with you on, the issues that you go or you have to deal with and so it's like tough to kind of grow in that space or look to someone to help you grow in that space and even now I'm even hitting roadblocks <laughs> even now I hit road, roadblocks and like I can't even imagine you know just moving up and still like feeling that what do I do now what do, like and who do I look to who do I talk to who do I talk yeah. to exactly and so I mean I guess it's really up to us just to keep pushing to have more women leadership and more women in design and so that you know coming generations can have those um resources yeah yeah, yeah. or you could be a trailblazer and you do that and then people that come after yeah. you look up to what you did I try yeah. I mean, I respect the Women in Design program so much. Um, I know in the Bay Area, we just started this mentorship program um, and just did a pilot program of that. I took part in that and that was already a great start. Just gathering a bunch of women in design and like partnering them up was great. Mm-hmm. It's a start. Like mentorship with like the students or with? It varies. Okay. So it's like people in the industry and then a lot of students, a lot of junior designers, interns. Oh, that's cool. That part of that's cool. Whenever you think of mentorship, you think of professional, professional to students, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's not forget that professionals also would love to oh, be absolutely. mentored. You know, yeah. like yeah, like you know, I think there's a even more so. I think. Yeah. 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 Guidance because yeah. you know we were talking about this yesterday. Um, sometimes you go to work and you think you know what you're doing, but honestly, I think we're all just trying to figure this out day by day. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you know that's where that mentorship and guidance comes from. You you're able to clear a lot of that fog up. Like, okay, maybe I do know what I'm doing. You know, so um, wow, that's very interesting. That's awesome. And then, do you work? Um. Because I know Google is kind of leading the market in let's make tech soft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that recently, you know, in Milan, they, they, um, and you can talk about this because you, yeah. you were um, kind of like the designer that led all that, mm-hmm. correct? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's let's kind of talk about that experience and what Google's trying to do now with what they did in Milan. Yeah. So, Google's. Our whole thing is software, right? Um, it's kind of a new... Like soft, not so, software. Yeah, it's spelled W-E-A-R. That's uh, pun, so funny. Cool. Yeah. So, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. and uh, it comes from the soft. exhibit that we did, not this year, but last year, we did a whole exhibit mm-hmm. on laying out products um, within just like your everyday life scenario. And we just want these products to kind of blend into your home, blend into your life, mm-hmm. blend into your body. And that's where this whole software comes from. And this year we wanted to elevate that to another level and bring in narrow aesthetics. So how do we mm-hmm. how do we offer some sort of you know technology device that's on you, that's soft, that's non-obtrusive, that's also um, re- not recording your data, but taking your data to see you know how you felt at the end of an experience. So I thought that was super cool to show people like 
we're not just trying to like mask the product. Mm-hmm. We're doing something good with this product and mm-hmm. um, we want to show that. So yeah, that was a Mulan this year. I did work on that. I cannot say what's coming out of that. I sure. cannot confirm or deny anything is happening with that. Um, all I can say is that it was for Mulan. And yeah. I think we learned a lot from it too. Mm-hmm. Um, just on like wearables in general, about how people respond to different rooms or different styles of design. Um, yeah, it was really cool to I, see. I, I really, really love this because I feel like, you know, design, like, it, it, what this sounds like is like, experiment, like it's experimental design, right? Yes. Like it's experience design and right. it's, and it's, I feel like now we're finally tapping into our emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, everything that we've done in the last maybe 20 years has been so hardware and us touching things and using more for mobility and um, convenience and, you know, and portability. But now it's like we're actually giving a crap about our feelings and our thoughts. And, um, and that's something that I'm doing right now with my own work where I'm designing a product that um, it's supposed to, like it lives at home. And when you get home, it connects with you. Mm-hmm. And it knows if you come home anxious mm-hmm. and stress, stressed out. Mm-hmm. And the product through, uh, like, color therapy. Yeah. It, it, like for, so if you come home and anxious, the product is, starts to show, like, red. Okay. And it's your job to grab the product mm-hmm. and calm it down. Oh, that's really cool. While at the same time, you're de-stressing. Interesting. And it's all about... You know, just your emotions and you kind of coming home to like this sanctuary. It's interesting though that you have to calm down the product. Why is that? If you're anxious, don't you want the product to calm you down? Yes. Um, and I think, and uh, well, of course, I'm still trying to solve this. I'm working with another designer on this, but I think the idea behind it was um, I, I think it's easier for us to do something for someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think by us doing that action, we're kind of helping ourselves without you really thinking about it. That's really beautiful. It's kind of, it's a little like a... Reverse psychology. Yeah. It's almost like, um, I always tell this to my students, but it's like, it's like everyone who has Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like, if you don't have Amazon Prime and you drop $100, or imagine if Amazon Prime didn't offer free shipping, would you still pay the membership probably not mm-hmm. but it's so stupid that we're paying this really expensive thing for just free shipping right like for example like you go to an apple store and you buy like an iphone 500 dollars, and then the apple employee is like oh buy this case for 50 dollars since you got it in your iphone and then you're like hell no i just like dropped 500 bucks mm-hmm. like are you serious dude like if you're gonna go all out, you know, just buy the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just, it's just like I think we just mess with ourselves. Like, it's just stupid little like psychology. Like, and I think that's the idea behind that. It's like we're we're always we're always selfless when it comes to other people. Um, but we're never like we never make time for ourselves. And I think through this product, you're kind of helping yourself. Um. And this is something that I've been trying to investigate and research. How do you self-care mm-hmm. through products? And I think what Google's doing with software sounds like that realm. And yeah. it's amazing that a big company is doing this. Um, and I know, like, were you the designer, like, when I were on the team that designed that that bracelet? Yes, that's right. I mean, of course, it takes a village sure. to do that. Um, and I did, I definitely worked with um, my boss Hannes farm and I mean we have our greater team they're always very involved in like feedback you know just brainstorming all of that but I did um, work main I was the main designer on it and it was such an exciting project it was very short very short amount of time um, and for I wouldn't say low budget but you know Mm. for a very low run of um, Mm -hmm. products like it was it was a huge effort Yeah. No, the product wasn't meant to be like mass manufactured, right? No. It was more of a discursive, mm-hmm. abstract for the, ex- the, for the exhibition right. for dialogue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. only made about I think two hundred units. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah, so if you want more information about this, like everyone wrote about it. I remember like going on to every design media and everyone was in Milan talking about what Google was doing, uh, not only with the physical form, um, but to see, you know, the CMF, the, the, the actual like experience of when you walked into the room, it was like the most, it was a big thing that came out of Milan, at least from tech news. Right. Um, so, and then you were there and you were, you were able to experience that live, like, Right. Yeah, that was really crazy to actually yeah. experience it, see it all come together, see mm-hmm. the bands there. Um, was really cool. I didn't actually have time to go through the exhibit myself, <laughs> which I'm really sad about because I wanted a little printout. Mm-hmm. But um, I did get to work the experience. So I worked at the end of the booth where people give you the wearable and you download their data and then tell them how they felt, mm-hmm. show them their reflections. And that was super cool to be a part of because... I, no one knew I was mm-hmm. a designer on it. Like probably people still don't even know I'm, I designed oh, that, but it's okay. Cool. Like I, yeah. I prefer that. And mm-hmm. it was really great to be in those shoes because people are very honest to you about the experience, about the design, about everything. So I really got great feedback on everything and real responses. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Wow. That's really, do you get to keep a band? I do. Oh, what? Yes. It's on my desk at work, though. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't know if I get to keep it, keep it. Like, I take think it home I with do. you? I think so. I hope so, but... That's cool. I'll yeah. ask you. So now that it's, like, public, because this was for, like, a big, you know, fair, are you able to put this in your design portfolio? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I feel really lucky that I can nice. do that. Is there any other Google products that are already out in the, in the market that you've worked on? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, you just started working on Google, right? About a year and a half ago, a little sure. less than that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, it takes a village and it takes time. Like products take time yes. to. Absolutely. Especially on our team. I mean, already products take time as it is at Google that's roadmapped. And then mm-hmm. I work on the immersive team, which is kind of a future group. And so Ooh. a lot of the things that we do, like it's. I mean, it can pick up the next day. Like yeah. they could be like, "Hey, let's roadmap this for you know 2020, 2021. Mm. Or I could be working on something that will be five years out, ten years out. Whoa. So like it's it's yeah. constantly changing. How's that different from Google X, or is it the same thing? I it's different. Okay, very different. Um, I don't know much about Google X. Sure. I'm pretty sure a lot of Google X has come into hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if Google X as it was back in the day exists mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I would say like this is maybe the newer version gotcha. of that. Okay, that's awesome. And um, I think they do more of like um, the blue sky stuff, like mm-hmm. how do we provide free Wi-Fi through a hot air balloon kind of With the glasses, right? Yeah. Um, wow, that's, that's very intriguing. Um, so what is your, you're talking about roadmaps, what is like your roadmap for design, right? Right now you, kind of new to Google and what are some things I know you said that you're thinking even about at one day moving out of California what are some ambitions that you have um, about uh, you know even like you said working in other disciplines yeah um, let's see that's a tough question I for now I really enjoy what I do but like I mentioned I do have ambitions of moving outside of this city um, I don't and I'm maybe New York, LA, even outside of the country could be really cool. I don't want to limit myself, but I do think when you move to different cities, design, the design community and industry is different there. And I want to experience different like environments of design. Um, and I hope that helps me segue into other forms of design as well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see myself doing industrial design for the rest of my life. I don't even know if I want to like keep moving up and become a design manager one day, or I mean, an ID design, ID manager one day. I want to just continue to be creative and like maybe, yeah, just keep playing around in different disciplines. Um, Art direction is always a huge passion of mine. Um, I always love production design or like set design. I think would be really cool to do. Like we met the guy that did um, all the production design for the movie Hurt which I love her. Wow. Yes. Oh my God. He was so inspiring. Uh, he mm. came to Google, gave us a talk and we met him and um, just, I would love to do that. Right. It's just product design <laughs> without any constraints. Yeah. 
like you do have constraints in terms of the story, but right. it's a whole different kind of constraint. So just pushing myself in different realms of design that is still within like what I know, but mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So I know that's really ambiguous, but no, that that's exactly what me and Paul were talking about. Like, can we just be a designer? Yeah, exactly. And we do whatever we like. We just exactly. execute, you know, and we'll, because you know you have the skill sets to to kind of go in any discipline in any direction you want. Right. Right. Um, I in high school, um, I went to a performing arts high school, and oh no way, that's so yeah, cool. It's very very interesting. Can you sing and dance? And uh, no. Act no. And- <laughs> Um, no, I can't. <laughs> um, but they had a theater. Um, like when you go to that high school after your freshman year, mm-hmm. you have to pick a major, and I picked set design. Oh, cool! So it was really awesome because high school plays are really fun. They're not serious at all. Yeah. So I, you know, for the last three years of high school, I led the set design team to design all the sets for plays like. Little Shop of Horrors, The Grinch is All Christmas, oh like gosh. really fun stuff, right? Like that's fun. Yeah. And when I did that, like not only do you design it and you sketch it out, like you're right, it's 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 industrial design with a different twist because you have to do this in perspective, like it's a set, right? And you have to read something and the play tells you how you're going to design, so how you're going to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and after you have the design, then you have to build it like right. full scale. So you have to, you know, design you you need measurements and you're doing one by one scale and it's really awesome um and i was like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life i want to go into set design and i did and that's how i got into my undergrad Mm. got there and i hated it Mm. because then we just the plays just were not fun anymore (laughs) start reading shakespeare start reading all this other stuff and i'm like this is not fun industrial design but now that i'm in the position that i'm in now same thought process you're having mm-hmm. i can be a designer and with no constraints like i can collaborate with other companies Absolutely. especially now more than ever everyone is so open to collaboration yeah that they're not like oh well, you're an industrial designer we can't collaborate because you're in that category or you're an architect and you stay over there you know yeah, exactly i think now we're like starting to merge even mm-hmm. fashion Finally. like before never wanted to merge but you see mm-hmm. that happening like Virgil Abloh you see him like reaching out to industrial designers to help them so design suitcases you know mm-hmm. just things like that like I love seeing everything merge and I just hope that's what I continue to do I yeah. just want to be an, not even just a designer but an artist mm-hmm. I think is the key word yeah. I mean we are artists just yeah. applied arts yeah that's do you think design is art and do you think art is design I just had this conversation with a friend the other day and what's your friend's name Chloe. Oh, okay. Yeah, New Oh, Deal. from New Deal. I thought yeah. you were going to say Joe Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, Joe right. too. We interrupted yeah. your conversation. And I don't know. I, I think it is different for everyone. Like, Chloe believes that she's not necessarily an artist. She's a designer because she um, really just resonates with the functional side of everything mm-hmm. versus I am more on the very creative side of things. Like, I like to paint on my free time. And I look, I like want to paint and to sketch you know like Mm -hmm. that's kind of my way of thinking and i sure that's true maybe on like a more tangible level you can break it up that way but on a larger scheme of things we are literally creators like Mm -hmm. we're making things from scratch that's Mm -hmm. definitely a form of art no so i don't know it's all relative yeah i think everyone kind of sliding scale yeah absolutely and i think it's how you define it i i believe that uh design is art um and an art is design <laughs> and i don't know like i i'm like 50 50 with that yeah but um a lot of students ask me that and i'm like get out <laughs> uh just because i'm just like don't have like i'm not sure yet and i'm still trying to figure that out and i think that's okay no paul says no um, masturbation design is sex <laughs> oh my god oh that my is god. Oh, oh, interesting convinced <laughs> Design is self-serving. Design is for others. That's so true. That's very true. Yeah. Nice. Plus, design is much (laughs) more calculated than art. Art is a little bit more freeform. Yeah. Well, like with design, you can, like I said, like right now, I've been so discursive with a lot of my work, and I love it. Like I don't have to define a problem. I don't have to design for, 
Like it doesn't have to be human centered design. I can design for something for the sake of let's have a dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like at New Deal. I don't know if you we were there earlier. They designed this like really awesome. Um, what would you call it? It's like a. It has a handle with like a, a, a scope and a camera. And New Deal Design, and you can find it on their website, but New Deal Design designed this internally. They didn't have a client. They have like an incubator within New Deal. And the idea is, well, we already have, we're all creative here. Let's all like do our own work on the side. Yes, we have clients that we we need clients because we got to pay the bills. But why not us utilize our own creative you know, talents to design internally our own work and not with the purpose of manufacturing it, but with the purpose of, um, can this, can we have a dialogue about it? Can we, can we talk about maybe the design, the design that they did was for uh, children and it it, it was, it had like a, a head on it and it had cameras and the child would go outside and they would point at things like a bird or a caterpillar. And then this, this camera was like smart camera and it would talk to the the child about what it is, what it does. Oh, no way. And it was like a new twist um, because, you know, when we were kids, you'd go outside and it was unlimited, the things that you can do by just going outside. Now, kids don't like, they don't go outside. And if they do, they go outside with an iPad or something, right? There's, there's so many distractions. And I think New Deal is just trying to encourage that and trying to um, just adapt to what, seven-year-olds are going through today and what they did was awesome and has not to do with them making money off of it or any you know they're not trying to manufacture it but they want to have a dialogue about it so uh yeah design could be so many things it could be abstract sculptural um i mean look at a lessie right yeah there's not it's so form and object um that i mean i know i got a I, someone gave me a gift from a lessie that was I think it was like a bottle opener and I don't use it at all to open bottles. It just sits on the table because it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 So that's great. That's amazing. Um, I love your story. Like uh, that you just told CCS, like, see ya. (laughs) Um, But uh, we can take some questions. I don't know if there's any questions that people have been asking. Paul, what do you got over there? Uh, Let's have a look. One of the questions is just H. (laughs) in the question section uh, hmm. well that's the beginning of the letter of so my name so all in industrial does all industrial design asks simple design or sophisticated design that's a very broad I think it's a very broad question as well uh, no design is simple hmm. the aesthetic could be simple but it doesn't mean that it's simple uh, the well asks, um, why do they call the fubs? Oh my god, <laughs> Joe, get out of here. Actually, do you really want to know that story? Of course, I mean, yeah. Oh my god, I don't know if you guys are ready for this. So, there was this girl that, for some reason, like, like, just is obsessed with hating me because she. So she doesn't hate you. She's like obsessed. Yeah, she's like obsessed with hating me. But anyway, we're outside of this (laughs) bar and she kept telling me to go sit somewhere else. And I told her, I appreciate her feedback, but I'm very comfortable here. (laughs) And long story short, she started like yelling at me and like calling me like a fat, ugly bitch and like all these crazy names. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're grown ass adults. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we don't talk like this lady. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I told Joe about this, and ever since then he calls me Fubs, which stands for Fat Ugly Bitch. <laughs> he wanted to know, so uh, that's why I'm Thanks for the Fubs. feedback, I'm comfortable here. Yeah. That's so I mean, good. I like the nickname because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, who talks like that? Jesus. Uh, Chris Barron's asked, what year were you in when you left school? Ooh, I don't... 2015. No, no, what, oh. like what year of school were you at when you left? I think I just started my senior year, oh. so I didn't finish my senior year. Yeah, um, it's been four years, I don't remember. Were your other classmates like, well, Jessica Mike, like dropped the mic when you did that? Uh, I, Like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, your exit from CCS was so badass. Like, were your classmates like, that's no. pretty baller. 
Hmm. I was bullied in school. I don't think. At CCS? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does that look like? Like, what does that mean? Because. Um, I left because of it. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, I think it's. um. It's because you're, because you're in college and we're not in high school anymore, which yeah. is like childish, it right? It happens though. And like, I think it's normal because competition, if mm-hmm. you have a hub of people that are really good, everyone's very competitive and passionate, it gets very emotional, you know, and mm-hmm. like heated. And, um, because of that, I think some people, I don't know, they don't know how to express that. Mm-hmm. And it just comes out in like a maybe hurtful way. And like I just heard rumors. I didn't actually ever see this, but I've heard this like t- from teachers and that like some kids would like make flyers of like my work and like try to compare it to other designers that doesn't similar and like try mm. to frame it abroad. Or try to yeah, try to <clears throat> Yeah, and like try to get me kicked out and all these crazy things. So as a as a instead of those students focusing on their own work and just getting better and just kicking butt, they were just I mean, I'm sure they're working on their work too, but whatever spare well, that's time usually, they have. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Like usually when you have insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, about yourself, you, you do stuff like that. Totally. And like, I didn't really let it get to me that much. I didn't care. I was like, I had my head set somewhere else. And of course I had people that were very supportive throughout school too. And like those friends, yeah, they're like, yeah, this is super badass. I can't believe you did this. And um, they're doing great things too because, yeah. of course, they were too busy working on their own stuff. Too. And who are these people? These supporting people? As he's, yes. Um, let's see. There's Chris, who works at Floyd Design. Super cool. Also has his own clothing label, Sporting Goods Co. Go check it out. Um, I have my roommate, Alex Akalian, works in Chicago. You probably know her. Mm. Who she work for? Um, I don't know what the company is called, but they do a lot of interior spaces. She's pretty sick too. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of I had friends in different departments, okay. like in graphic design, advertising. Laura, she's probably not watching this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's like tons of people, like Edwin. Um, a lot of kids that work at Nike now, Adidas. Oh, a lot um, of footwear. Puma, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they were always super cool, and like they taught me so much too. They were always um, willing to like share their knowledge of things because they were always older mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Well, if funny. they're watching. Size 12. <laughs> when am I getting my Yeah, shoes? like, um, that's amazing. Um, and that's unfortunate that that happened. I, uh, Paul, you know, we were talking about this, that um, everyone is so, like, when you do something, you don't want to share it because you're like, oh, my God, I'm so good at this. Like, oh, my God, I became really good at Photoshop. And I know all these shortcuts, but I don't, I'm going to not, it's my secret. That's so ridiculous. And that, that is so toxic to... Like yeah. a classroom environment, mm-hmm. it, you know, like it can help everyone if everyone just shares shares everything with everyone. Um, that's what my undergrad was. It Absolutely. was like, oh, I found something in Keyshot, or I found something that I'm really good at in SolidWorks, but I'm only gonna do it because it gives me an up on you. I'm like, thanks, Jago. Yeah, it doesn't do any of you guys yeah. good, and this still happens not just in school. I think yeah. even in the real, in the real world, world, unfortunately, and like. I had someone in the industry that was junior asking me about this, saying, like, I'm actually the one that's, like, being closed off to other people. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, being really competitive. Like, how do I accept these other people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, it's really great that you are stepping up to the plate and identifying that this is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, just open up and, like, share your skill sets. Like, yep. talk to them, have a conversation, compliment them, be like, yo, that work is dope. Instead of being like, oh, I got to be better than them. Like, yep. that doesn't do anything. Right. Say they're doing great, mm-hmm. and then eventually you guys create a dynamic where you guys can work closely with each other, and you learn from each other, and you grow from that, and you become an even better designer than you began. Uh, so it's. Joe would like to join the live stream. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe's trying to hijack your yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, when right now, since I, I'm in the position where I'm able to teach students, a lot of students are like, hey, Hector, can you teach me this? Or I have a question about this. Can you clarify and teach me about this? And then if I see that someone in the classroom is has an answer for that or is doing, like, especially with, like, more hands-on stuff, like prototyping or sketching, they're like, Hector, oh, can you teach me how to render this? Or can you teach me how to kind of explore CMF or whatever? 
I'd be, I would, I'd usually say, oh, this person who's really good at this is mm-hmm. doing this right now. Yeah. You should go talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I try to make these connections and I try to encourage students like, okay, uh, once, you know, twice a month or once a month, one student who's really good at doing something in Keyshot, we're going to, we're going to have like a one hour where they're going to teach you with the rest of the class how to do this because yeah, everyone should be sharing everything. It's not like, you know, there's so many things that the expectations of us learning so many things as designers. Yeah. It just makes like it's just a long list of things if you you do this by yourself and that's not ideal. Yeah, you'll never grow if you just mm-hmm. do it all on your own too. So yeah. yeah. There's a few more questions if you want to take. Oh yeah, let's yeah. do it. We got I a couple more minutes. Yeah. Um, so you got how was you done? Oh yeah. Uh, so MoGV asks, do you ever feel pressure working for possibly the most influential tech giant in the world? Do you frame it that way? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually I do. Um, when I first started, especially I, everything made me so nervous. I'm like, what's great about Google is they trust you when you, they hire you and you're a junior designer. It doesn't matter. They hired you for a reason and they're going to utilize you and your voice. And so you're presenting to like these really high up people and like, you're still fresh in the industry and you're like, I can't believe they trust me to say all this and like to actually create this work, especially in Milan, for example, I was freaking out, man. I was like, (laughs) these might not even work. Like, I don't, what if we're not done on time? Like, the like the class on this is not strong enough it's gonna fail like all the blogs are gonna write crap about this like i had nightmares about it for sure you know because we are in the spotlight and like we knew this was going to probably Mm -hmm. be big and like people will write articles Mm -hmm. so it is yeah i feel pressure sometimes but it gets normal it's really funny because um when you get hired somewhere you're like oh like like you're nervous like you said but they hired you for a reason and they hired you to be you on to their team, that, yeah. right? You have to trust that others see value in you. And it's it's a weird process to mm-hmm. like get that in your head and like mm-hmm. grasp onto it and then just yeah. utilize it. But I guess I'm starting yeah. to get there. And now. Then it takes time, you yeah. know, for you to fully develop into that position and kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what design process or methodology do you follow? That's really tough because um, process is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, even like different studios, different teams have different processes and you just have to be nimble enough to adapt to those processes. Processes. Um, as for myself, I the thing that I tell every designer possible is stop looking at design blogs. I mean, you can, but don't <laughs> find inspiration there. My One of the most sacred parts of my process is finding inspiration and for me I look everywhere besides the blogs I create my own inspiration I look at nature I look I like zoom into like weird shit in the airport and capture that yes patterns and just like I was, there. I was there yesterday when you were doing it yeah like you can check out my Instagram my stories are weird but I mean that's my inspiration and that's how I get culturally that like I get cultural inspiration that way I get visual inspiration that way it's just that's a huge part of my process. Um, and then I get into ideation. I'm always, I always have a sketchbook. I write down ideas. I write a poem about an idea. I sketch it. I paint it, you know, whatever it takes to get it out of my system. And then I start trying to like actually make it tangible. And so you bring it into some sort of 3d platform. You can build it with your hands. You can model it online and then start like sculpting it away, I guess. So yeah. That's awesome. Uh, last question. From no losing to the rain, which is a solid username. Uh, <laughs> do you have a story you want your work to tell? Interesting. That's solid. I mean, kind of a good question. That's Just a really sucks. good question. It's tough because, to be honest, I, I was talking to you about this yesterday. Like, I don't want to be known for my work, right? I don't like. I don't post much design stuff. Like, I don't have my portfolio public. Um, so I don't really want it to be known that much. I just, like, whatever work I do put out there, I want it to help in some way. So I, if that's what it's known for, then maybe that's it. I don't know. But, like, I, I love that because can you imagine if 
all of the designers made our portfolios private so no one looked at each other's work and you were known for you as a human being yeah that's what i want that's what that is that's awesome but like there's a downside of that where when i do go to design events even at milan and like i introduce myself Mm -hmm. they like completely disregard me but then when i bring up i'm an industrial designer first of all they're like what you are which is kind of offensive. Yeah, excuse like, me? like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And it's like, do I not seem like an industrial designer? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, B, they just like, they don't acknowledge you unless you're a part of the community, apparently. So there, there's that. You have to yeah. engage in that kind of dialogue. But, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you know, like, you know, here in the San Francisco design community. It's very small. Yeah. And That's everyone small. is, it's like a family. Yeah, totally. So, totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on our podcast um thank you so much for just your contributions to design big or small um we really appreciate it and um thanks for taking time out of your sunday to come and meet us at pier nine paul thank you so much for opening pier nine for us yes um thank you for yeah doing this. absolutely um i think it's important like i said like we talked yesterday like the whole idea what we're doing right now is education there's mm-hmm. someone that's watching hopefully we'll get something from these podcasts and be like, I'm inspired and motivated. Um, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. It's, 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 it's about not creating, you know, not putting designers on pedestals. Mm-hmm. It's about kind of leveling this playing field. Um, and hopefully someone, if they are here in San Francisco and they see you, they're able to come and approach you. Right. And say, Hey, hi. Um, as opposed to us idolizing designers and be like, oh my God, that's this guy. And I follow him on Instagram. And then that's it. You know, like that's so, <laughs> it's, that's so funny to me. You know, like, dude, come talk to me. Like, I'm, I'm just like you, right? Like, um, are you though? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I think you're cooler. <laughs> no, we're all weird. We're all cool in our own way. Mm-hmm. So let's have a conversation and find out what that is. And we've all failed many times. And like Absolutely. we can share how to, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, I forgot to mention, I actually applied to Google as an intern, got rejected. And then years later, I applied to get a real job and got accepted. So like, you know, like you fail and you learn from it and you just, things get better from there on. So. And we're all always... Three people are going to apply to Google. <laughs> wow, sick. So, like, yeah, I'm going to apply for Google tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. We should. And we, we all Reach still have the, the same same worries, right? We all yeah. have fears. I think people are like, oh, like, oh, you're an adult now. Therefore, like, that stuff goes away. Hell no. You know, it's like you're climbing... I told it's this amplified. to... Yeah, I told this to Wang and, and Ann yesterday. Like, you're climbing Mount Everest and there's fireballs shooting down as you're climbing you know that's how i when i think about me climbing academia mm. it's an earthquake shifting the freaking mount everest and it's fireballs but that's just life in general right you don't have to be have a career like that's just life so yeah thank you so much for tuning in uh paul if you want to uh, do you want to shoot the camera uh, with money i kind of do <laughs> this is my dream <laughs> see you later see you later